On Racing HQ, Monday's Experts, studying the form of racing's characters. Monday's Experts, hey, they've always got the good oil. Pity you can't put a bet on at the finish of a race. At the 350, still coalescent, two lengths in front. But front page bearing down on the leader. Front page hit the front from Colescent. Broke away. It's front page in front of the 150. Namenth is running the race of his life. But the town plate's all over. And it's front page. If ever a horse deserved a big win, it's front page. And he romps home with the town plate. He won it by five. He did win it by five. And welcome to Monday's Experts. Uh, the gentleman that was on the back of front page on that particular afternoon at for the Town Plate Day was my guest today and I'm really looking forward to hearing his story, what his goals are for his career and just how good he's been going of late. It is young Tyler Schiller and I think he's on the line. G'day Tyler, welcome to Monday's Experts, mate. G'day mate, how are you? I'm well, I'm well. Look, we'll get to your your journey thus far but the boy from young, how good was that to win the Town Plate on a horse that is just looks an absolute machine front page? Yeah, it was for a backup from Aubrey Cup to go into the, win the Town Plate as well, and then even run second in the Wagga Cup, just to be in those big races down that way where I was from. It really, really good for my my career. If you sat on some nice horses, what what type of feel did he give you that day? Because he just went like a jet. Yeah, he gave me some feel. Um, coming around the bend, I thought we were highballing along. First up, I was pretty. Um, hesitant to let him off the bridle too early but he just took me into the race and nothing was going to get near him that day what about your career tyler let's let's go right back to the start so you were born and young yeah born and young what year were you born mate uh 98 98 and what was it what was growing up and young for a for a young tyler schiller uh grew up around the trotters my pop and dad both loved the trots Pop trained and dad trains now. So I've always been involved in horses, but never really in thoroughbreds until I was about 15 or 16. Yep. But, um, yeah, when I was coming through school, I didn't like school. I just wanted to get out of there. So went and did a traineeship with Chris Haywood in Wagga when I was in year 10 and just got me into the game. And I was very grateful for Chris for getting me into the game because I didn't think anyone back in that time would give me a crack, to be honest. And I was pretty pretty rough at riding. I wasn't very good at all, but I came a long way once I got to Phil Sweeney's about three years later when I turned 17 or 18. Yeah. Um, yeah, came on fairly quickly from there, but had a few setbacks along the way and matured me, and I think that's what, that's what got me to where I am today. Tell us about so we'll, we'll go back. So you're you're at school um, and not not obviously enjoying school. Um, what was it about you didn't didn't enjoy? Just everything really. I think I was more <laughs> a practic, practical learner than a um, pen and paper sort of kid. So everything yeah. to do with the horses. When I got to go home and go to go out to Pop's farm, it was always a bit more fun and enjoyable being hands on. So you, you've obviously got a love for the um, the standard bread. Then, did you ever think about getting into the the trotting game? Either you know, we obviously see what Cam Hart's doing. Did you think about being a driver or or training? Yeah, well, I um, actually drove against Cam in the mini trots when I was twelve to fifteen. Fair income. 
So we actually came up together and I was good mates with him back then, but haven't really seen a lot of him lately. He's, but he's ditched you, mate. He's, he's high-flying, <laughs> see, winning group ones. He's ditched you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still follow him a bit. He's a great, great driver and a great bloke. That's outstanding. So, so how close were you to going into the trotting game? Uh, I think I did 20 trials, and I think you need to do 25 to become a race driver. So I was fairly close to getting there. And what made you veer the way of the thoroughbred game? That that opportunity with Chris you mentioned, how did that, that arise? Uh, one of my late cousins, Nick Nick Dewar, he started driving down in that area, and we both loved pop trotters. And um, he worked with Chris when he was in school, so he got me into there as well when I was 15. But, yeah, Chris Chris taught me a lot and got me going, which really helped. And his son, Nick A, would actually help me a lot when I did start my apprenticeship. Fantastic. So what were your, what were your first sort of roles when you lobbed at Chris's when you were, what, 15? What, what was the first sort of stuff you were doing around the stable? Uh, just waters and mucking out boxes. I rode the pony once once a week, I think. I got to go over there every fortnight, um, every Friday till Sunday. So I wasn't there a lot, which probably is why I wasn't such a great rider back then. But, yeah, he definitely taught me a lot coming through to how to handle thoroughbreds and that sort of thing. Okay, so you were still – so you, you'd come across from young for the for the weekends and, and whatnot. So when, when was the first time you sat on a, on a horse, a thoroughbred horse? Uh, probably would have been at Phil Sweeney's, I reckon, when I went there when I was 17. So well, I never okay. actually sat on a thoroughbred at Chris's, I don't think. That's amazing. So in terms of you going to Chris's, I mean, you were doing the jobs that, you know, at 15, you know, mucking boxes, waters. You obviously love being around uh, the, the horses. But um, did you ever think at the time, oh, I don't really want to be doing this anymore? Because it's not, it's not easy work. Yeah, I didn't love the stable hand side of it. I still don't love the stable hand side of it, but <laughs> it's um, part of the job that we've got to do. And it was good to get a grounding through that because it just makes you appreciate where I am now and how far I've come. Yeah. We're chatting with uh, Tyler Schiller this morning on our Monday's Experts chat. So the opportunity at uh, Mr. Sweeney's, when did that, how did, how did that come about? Uh, when I left school, I sort of, gave away riding because I wasn't going that great trying to just learn to hack and do everything the the basics really um and I was working at a horse stud in Young the bonus horse stud so I was there for three months I think when I left school and then got a call from the stewards at Wagga that Phil had a spot available and was happy to take me on when you got to Phil's, so your experience, you, you sort of said before that first time you jumped on the thoroughbred was at Phil's. Was that, how was that feeling, that first time you went around at a bit of speed on the back of one? Yeah, I'm not going to lie, I was a bit out of control on my first one, so <laughs> Phil, Phil had a good laugh and I was sort of, it was sort of a rush at the same time as I was out of control, so I did like it, but it was going to be a long road from there. <laughs> You know, when you do something, though, for the first time, and, you know, you might be, um, you know, missing your pants, so to speak. Um, <laughs> did, did you did you walk away from that, though, and go, right, that's it, this is what I'm doing? Yeah, I definitely loved going quick. It wasn't like a 
oh, I'm going to die out of control. It was more just like a free out of control. Just yeah. the power of the horse underneath you. Great feeling. Do you remember your first winner? Yeah, I do. It was at Hilston on a dirt track on the 6th of August, uh, 6th of April, I reckon it was. Two years, three years ago. Three years ago. And uh, was there much confidence before the race from... Who, who were you riding? Were you riding one for Phil or was it another one you'd picked up somewhere? Um, it was actually my accountant now. He, he's just a hobby <laughs> trainer down at Wangaratta. Um, and Marcus O'Connor's his name. And it was a horse that Phil used to train that Marcus then bought. So he ended up training it. And somehow Phil pulled a few strings and got me on him. And he was just a jump and run horse. and Just straight to the front. Got him got him the kickback. They don't like it too much on those dirt tracks. So it was pretty much a big advantage to have four kilos and a front running horse. When was the first ride uh, winning you had at the tab meeting? Do you remember that? Yeah, I reckon it was... Um, star. What was the name? Gold Star for Luke Pepper at Wagga. Talk us through that day. I mean, it's a bit of a jump up, isn't it? I mean, the nerves must have been rolling through that day. Or had you already had a few tab rides before that particular win? I think I had two tab rides, but I had um, a lot of non-tab grounding behind me, which Phil was great with. He um, sent me where I could gain confidence and learn to race ride instead of just sending me straight to the tabs and I had about 10 rides, I think, under my belt before I rode my first tab winner. But yeah. it was it was a great feeling. And Luke Pepper also supported me a long way through my first year of my apprenticeship, which was great. He's a good man, Luke. He's a good man. Okay, so we're rolling along. We're riding for Phil. Um, what, what do you think your biggest win at the time was for Phil? I won a couple of little cups around the area, but nothing really major. I think I won the Corowa Cup on a horse called B.M. Barney. That was probably when I was claiming two kilos, I reckon. That was my biggest win down there, I think. Yeah. And then the the move up to Sydney and obviously uh, to, to Mark Newnham and obviously starting there. When did that come about? Uh, I outrode my claim, I think it was in 13 months after being started as apprentice and I just the COVID sort of stuffed me going to Victoria because Phil really wanted me to go to Victoria and COVID was sort of happening and I couldn't get down there so I just said well look Phil I've got to keep moving forward and I thought Sydney was the better option to try and keep moving at that stage. And up to up to Mark you come. Obviously you, you, you're going to continue to learn well, you learn every day. Um, it doesn't matter who you're riding for. Um, you obviously would have learnt many things off Phil um, and had a great grounding and education there in the Riverina. But coming up and, and riding for Mark and under his guidance with the other apprentices that he's got floating around and obviously his, um, you know, his racing brain, being a rider himself, what were some of the things that you picked up from, uh, from Mark Newnham? And also you could throw in some stuff you picked up from Phil as well. Yeah, it was good at Phil's. He taught me how to ride properly and how to judge a front runner and those little things that really helped coming through my four kilo, three kilos and country claim. And then it was just tough down there. There was one or two track work riders, no real jockeys. So when I get to go to apprentice school once a month, 
Nick Haywood taught me a lot. And then when I came to Mark, it was a completely different ball game. There was Tom Sherry, Robbie Dolan, and then Josh Parr. And they were all writing work at the same time. So they really helped me get going quicker up here. And Mark putting me back to the provincials first really um, exceeded my excelled my provincial claim along quickly and I think it really helped just to give me patience and give me a bit of confidence in what my own ability to to put me on the right horses. Yeah. Is, he the, is it the type of um, expectation? How did it sit with you to, to start with? Were you sort of um, a bit of a fish out of water, so to speak? Yeah, definitely. When I first moved, it was all a blur. When I first started, the races were going fire quick and all the track work's a bit bit um tougher up here but it actually excelled excelled my career along just being able to be up here with top trainers and jockeys riding better horses that just gets you on the track and moving forward quicker um it's still pretty nerve-wracking now riding in the big leagues on the saturdays but it's a bit easier to contain when you can have a joke in the room and things like that. Who do you who do you sort of pinch yourself that you're sitting there beside in that jockey's room? Oh, so. Well, I think, I think boys, we might. But they're all very welcoming and yeah. they all support all the apprentices coming through. So, But Josh Parr's very good. He's at Mark's a lot of the mornings riding workers week and get to ride a bit of work with him. So he teaches you at track work and on race day. So there's a few, few um, backing, backing Mark Stable and backing his apprentices. We're chatting this morning with Tyler Schiller on Monday's Experts. We just lost you for a little second there too, Tyler, with your reception. So um, hopefully we, uh, we don't have any issues for the rest of the, uh, the show. Mate, Let's talk about the last couple of weeks because your name's been up in the spotlight. Um, we talk about that Wagga Carnival. You rode front page, which uh, was absolutely outstanding in the town plate, and you nearly had the double. You nearly won for Mr Keith Dryden uh, at Wagga with, uh, with that horse. Uh, Wild Ruler uh, was its name. Um, talk us through those, those couple of days in Wagga because being from young, obviously... That would have been very, very special. Did you have family on track or did you have, you know, um, from all reports, um, from chatting with a a mate of mine from out that way, he said that uh, your grandmother goes to the RSL at Young and apparently tipped the whole joint front page and there was a big commotion going on out there. I didn't know about that, but that's great. Um, My whole family was over there for the cup, cup day, but for the town plate day, it was just me and my girlfriend. We drove down from Sydney on the Friday and stayed on the Thursday, sorry, and stayed the Thursday night. So um, it was great for my family to be there on the cup day, but it was just so close to being a fairy tale. Oh, how did you pick up the ride on front page, mate? Was that something that Hayden, your manager, Hayden Kelly, he approached the team of Mr. of the Jurayers, or did did you guys uh, did, did Jeff sound you guys out? How did it come about? Yeah, I never really asked H how he got the ride, but Hayden's been doing a great job for me. I've had him the whole way through since 
since he got Blake McDougall and then after 20 rides, my boss, Phil, let me get a manager and Hayden was it. So he's been a great manager so far and hopefully we can keep keep building the, building this um, partnership up and climbing the ladder. And Dream Runner, who you run second in the Wagga Cup with, uh, coming to the turn, you, you stayed on the inside um, and obviously that was, that was part of the plan. And I tell you what, Keith gave it a good push when I spoke to him on Racing HQ earlier in the week. He said, this horse is way over the odds. What was the conversation you had with Keith before? Because I know you rode him at Warwick Farm the start prior, and what were you thinking in your brain <laughs> on the turn? Were you, you must have been going, wow, I can win this race. Yeah, I was. we were on a pretty strong tempo the whole race, and I was pretty confident in my horse. Coming back to the dry track, he really doesn't like the soft and the heavy, so the Warwick Farm run was just a fitness run and put a line through it the way he finished off because he just didn't like the track at all. But coming around the turn, I started quicken enough and I got to the leaders back and thought, oh, well, now I've got to come to the inside because there's no run to the outside. And when he let down, he let down so strongly and sharply, he probably got there a little too soon, but he toughed it out well and it was just a good horse of wallers that come over the top of him. Certainly was. Mate, what about last Saturday? Up the inside, bring the ransom at 50s for Bjorn Baker winning a Group 3. Now, in terms of your group success, you've ha- is, is that your... How many Group 3s have you won now? Yeah, that was the first one. First I've won, one. won a listed race to Albury Cup, but that was my first group success. That was your first... So talk us through that one, because uh, the inside, uh, everyone wanted to fan off, and you were back, what, 11th of 16th at the 800. Um, talk us through the ride. Yeah, the pre-race instructions from Bjorn were just... She's going well, but first up, you've probably just got to ride her to save ground and cuddle her up as long as possible. And when she came out of the gate, she actually jumped really well, and I was a bit nervous about where I was going to be. I just let the speed go and came back through the field and popped across the one-off. And then when I could get onto Monagle's back and follow the rail, it was just a great run that she had. She got to save all her energy early. And Coming around the 600, I just woke her up and got her up on, on the bridle again. And at the 400, I was thinking about coming out, but there was no run. So I just had to pop back to the inside and, when she picked up onto Tom Sherry's back, that's when I knew I was a pretty live hope in the race because the way she let down at Randwick when I rode her, it was pretty phenomenal. And with a lightweight on Saturday, it really made the difference. Your first group success, you come back. Um, obviously, was your partner there as well on Saturday? Yeah, she drove up and straightway in the last for Greg Hickman. So she was there and was there for the drive home. Could be the good luck charm, mate. <laughs> You're not wrong. Have saddle, will travel. Just uh, say, listen. Now, what's your, what's your partner's name? Uh, Alex Wilkinson. Alex, you'll have to say, Alex. Come on, you're doing the driving everywhere we go now. Good luck, Charm. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, you get that off the back now. So you've you've ridden a group winner, a group three winner. Obviously, you're chasing group twos and group ones. What's your plan for for winter? Are you going to uh, knock about to Sydney, or are we going to see you pop up with a lightweight opportunity and maybe a Stradbroke, or is that sort of you just what, what's what have you chatted with Hayden about? Yeah, I've thought about um, Joe Pride's got taxed to his 
spoken about going to Queensland with him. I think he's running this Saturday in a Group 3. And if he's up to their form, he might go to the Stradbroke. But in my own mind, I was sort of thinking Sydney Premiership more than Queensland Carnival. So we'll see what sort of opportunities come up. But I think I'd be more inclined to stay in Sydney and keep battling out the title down here. And when we talk about that particular title in New South Wales, uh, you're talking about obviously your your apprenticeship um, title. Yes. How far are you? What, what's the what's the story there in terms of where are you on the ladder? Uh, I think I'm tenth in the metro overall, but in the apprentice title, I'm seven in front of Tom Sherry. So as long as I can keep that break till the end of the season, I'll. Um, give it a good go and hopefully keep the momentum up. Yeah, yeah, just on the normal Metro, you've had, what, 32 wins for the season thus far. Tommy's had 25. And, mate, your strike rate's hitting at just under, well, you're 11.9% uh, from your 269 rides. So, I mean, you've got a strike rate there that, that is the same and very similar to some of the, the more senior jocks that are in the room. Um, what about the competition between the apprentices? Um, obviously, you're all mates. You have to be in that environment, we have to be, you know, civil. But is there a bit of, you know, competitive juices between yourself, Tom, and the rest of them? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of competitiveness between me and Tom. Me and Reese, sort of, I think Reese is wanting to run me down, but <laughs> I've got the wood on him at the moment. But me and Tom have a little chuckle about track work every now and then. And when we ride a winner, it's always good and well that we all ride winners, but it always feels good when you can come in and stick it back up the other other apprentices. <laughs> and obviously, too, both being there around Mark um, and getting opportunities, it's, it, it is one of those times of the year when if you stick in Sydney, you will get those sort of opportunities as the bigger blokes go off for up to Queensland. Yeah, definitely. That's sort of what I'm hoping for. Over the Championships Carnival, the rides dropped off a bit, but... Now coming into the Queensland Carnival, I'm hoping for it to pick back up and the last couple of weeks have shown that, getting a few more rides again and if I can keep making the most of those opportunities, I'll be very happy and I'll just keep ticking along. Tyler, uh, we're speaking with Tyler Schiller this morning on Monday's Experts. If you weren't involved in thoroughbred racing or standard bred racing, what did you want to be growing up? Uh, I love greyhounds. I'd love to be a greyhound trainer. I think I think that's what I'll be when I finish my jockey career. But fair income. What, what's the, what, what's it about greyhounds you love? I don't know. I just love greyhounds. My dad owned a couple growing up, and when I broke my back, I, um, when I was eighteen, I went out and I was walking greyhounds for my recovery. So I've always had a little bit to do with them, and I love to get involved in them geez I, I don't i know you're in sydney at the moment but um there's always someone from greyhound racing new south wales this thing we see it with campbell or willer he was training and riding would you do would you do them both at the same time or would it be something you'd like to do if you when you retire maybe one day yeah i definitely have to finish my apprenticeship before i started it but i'd um probably hold off until later in my jockey career i'd Probably if I'm good enough to stay in Sydney, I'll definitely be focusing on riding a lot more than training, that's for sure. Do, do, do you own any greyhounds at the moment? 
Not yet, no. But I've been looking. (laughs) Gee, now you've said that, you'll have the calls coming thick and far. That's a lovely segue because before we sort of wrap it up, I did want to talk about some injuries. I mean, you had... Um, an incident there where you spoke about uh, where you did break your back um, and also not too long ago you were hitting that sign there at um, Gundagai uh, on Sunday. I remember watching the race and Daniel Sieb's horse and hitting that mile um, fence. And I'll be honest with you, mate, when I saw that happen live, uh, I was genuinely concerned for your well-being um, and can't believe you just, you know, obviously came out of that. Um these injuries that you have had and these tough times you have had, how how hard have they been for you, mate? Uh, when I broke my back, it was before I started even trials, so it wasn't too tough then, but it's been great for me. I think I matured a lot during that time because if I started my apprenticeship early, I think I would have just been not ready. Um, but the other one, my wrist last year, it was a bit of a tough time having three months off because of a broken wrist and took a long, long recovery, which I really didn't need. But, um, yeah, they, they sort of strengthen your, strengthen your mind. When you come back, you're very hungry to race ride again, which is pretty good for the competitive side of things. And what about hitting that sign, mate? That, 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 uh, as I said, it was one of those ones that, you know, I know you walked away at the time with what the black eye and the slice in your arm, but, mate, to watch it live, um, as I said, it looked awful. Yeah. Uh, the feel of it actually didn't... When it was bucking and when I did get thrown off, it didn't feel that bad. But when I watched the replay, it really looked pretty um, amazing, really. I don't know how I came out of it unscathed. Extraordinary, mate. Uh, and obviously then you had rides in the championships, etc., coming up and... And, and now here you are winning Group 3s. Uh, it's a funny old game racing, isn't it? Um, it's uh, it's one of those things you can have an absolutely awesome weekend, but the next day can be a tough one. Um, before I wrap it up and let you go, you've achieved obviously a big goal on the weekend with winning that Group 3 on Bring the Ransom. Tyler Schiller, what are your goals for not only the remainder of the season, but your career? What do you want to achieve in racing? Uh, I've actually got a list on my phone of what I've, wanted to achieve my career so the next thing to tick off is outride my two kilo metro plane and i'd love to win a group one and also outride my metro plane fully and then obviously hopefully somewhere winning group ones and living it up mate uh it's all ahead of you yeah i just gotta keep making the most of it while i'm in my apprenticeship because i think that's pretty big part of your career is where you can get grounded in your apprenticeship and kick off with um, mutual stables when you finish and, and the there, role you have. Yeah, and it, and is there one race you'd love to win, one race in particular? Um, I'd love to go back and win a Wagga Cup next year or, the, or any time in my career. Well, I reckon that is very achievable, mate, because uh, they all we all saw you win the town plate and it just takes the right horse and being from that area and, and proving what you've done thus far, uh, people aren't going to be afraid to put you on a, on a good chance, mate, and I hope you get that dream as well because uh, it'll be one hell of a party if it does happen. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much. <laughs> 
No dramas, Tyler. Tyler, have a great day, mate. Anyone you want to give a cheerio to? I know that, as you said, your family out there and young, they're very proud of you. And that, that mail is true, I'm told, that uh, your grandma was tipping it up there at the uh, the RSL on Town Plate Day. So, mate, uh, anyone you want to say good day to? Yeah, just my family back in young. And my manager, Hayden, he might be listening. Fantastic. Well, mate, uh, good luck with the remainder of this particular season. Good luck in that uh, Apprentice's uh, Premiership race. Uh, get stuck into Tommy, and uh, hopefully we will see you winning more races soon. Thanks for coming on, mate. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.